Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Team Doubles Game Podcast. I'm one of your two hosts, Jim, and as always, I'm joined by Tony. What have you been playing lately? Yeah, I've been I've been playing a lot of stuff. Um, I've been playing a lot of Black Ops 4 still. I've um, been playing a ton of that with everyone, and that's still a lot of fun. been playing a lot of Red Dead Redemption 2 still, working through the story on that game slowly but surely. What an awesome game. Uh, the online's up for that now too, which is really fun. And I've been playing Super Smash Bros. as well, so... Yeah, that's what I've been playing. What about you? You're a lucky man to have such a focused gaming repertoire right now because pretty much I got, I'm trying, I tried not to do this and I told myself I wasn't going to, but I've got like two or three games going for each of the systems I own. So like on the Xbox One, I started Final Fantasy 13, uh, still playing Black Ops 4. I kind of put down Red Dead 2 for now. I don't, I don't necessarily know why, but for some reason I'm just not playing it right now. Not that it's bad, it's amazing, but just I haven't tried to dedicate myself to it and i know once i start it's kind of like what i did with gta 5 with gta 5 same thing happened i started it put it down for about a year and then i hit it hard a year later i don't think it's going to take a year granted but i do want to get to it next year for sure Uh, on the switch smash bros has been taking up a good amount of time that and skyrim i've kind of been going back and forth between diablo 3 on the switch as well i've been playing that it's pretty excellent and then on the PS4, I'm still working my way through Horizon Zero Dawn. And I started playing one of the games on... I'll transition into the topic now. I might as well. I jumped the gun a bit. But this episode today is about our... I did a top five. I'm not sure about you, but I have a top five games of 2018. Yeah, I got the same. So I know you had mentioned earlier you don't have any honorable mentions. So I'm going to get this out of the way now. There's, I'm not going to say much about most of them i might say one or two things about one specifically that might more or less upset maybe you it might upset somebody listening Ooh, spicy it feels weird having it on here but anyway so first honorable mention monster hunter world that's another game i've been wanting to dive into more because i bought it and i just kind of put the same with red dead i put it down and i'm itching to get back into it because i never really owned any of them before and this one from what i understood reading reviews ahead of time it's a little more accessible and it's not to like to say it's for more western audiences kind of seems wrong but i think that's exactly what it is so i mean it's kind of good for me because i'm not too into those kind of games but regardless i'll keep going so another one's far cry 5 this was a great game that came out this year i unfortunately end up trading it in for something else i don't even remember what it was but i got pretty decently far and it was a big step up from Far Cry 4 and Far, Far Cry Primal. And not that those two are bad, but Far Cry 5 just kind of took it to the next level. And I really liked the story aspect of it with the whole cult aspect. I've always liked games that kind of explored cults and how like, screwed up they are and all that stuff. So another one, actually one game of the year, the Game Awards this year, God of War. Uh, I don't, I traded this one in as well for, I think, I think it was Shadow of the Colossus to be honest, but... Anyway, this it was a great game from what I played, and I don't know if it deserved Game of the Year necessarily, but it is definitely a quality title. I have Detroit Become Human, which I have always loved. Narrative-driven choice story games, kind of like what Telltale more or less perfected. And this game's no different. It's pretty fun. Um, this next one's not really like an honorable mention for Game of the Year, but it's more of a props to No Man's Sky for their next update. And how it more or less is a lot closer to what they initially promised at launch. And now, like, the game is finally after how many... It's been a couple or a few years or whatever. But now it's kind of finally what it's supposed to be. Which is kind of cool. And I was interested in buying it. 
but then I kind of decided against it because I can't dedicate myself to a game like that right now. Another one here is kind of weird too. Uh, I put this one in solely because I'm having fun with it and I don't necessarily know critical reception to this game. But I've been playing quite a bit of Battlefield 5, just specifically the multiplayer, and I'm having fun with it. I mean, they've updated, I think they've had one significant update since I've owned it that I can remember, and I think it's a lot of fun. I've had some issues, don't get me wrong, but I mean, that's mostly just matchmaking issues. It's nothing to do with the game itself. I like the game a hell of a lot. I think it's pretty great. So the next one I talked about a bit earlier, like a minute ago, with uh, Diablo 3 for the Switch. Now, I know it's kind of cheating saying this would be on a best of 2018 but it is a great port of the game and because it was released in 2018 i will count it i think it's the definitive edition of it and like the console editions of diablo 3 in general are kind of the best versions of the game and they've gotten better with the 360 and ps3 release and then the next generation on the xbox one and ps4 and blah blah blah. and it's come a long way since the initial pc launch which i had and i found it unplayable on my laptop anyway and it's just nice to have an edition where I can play it and I can feel satisfied. It won't come close to Diablo 2, don't get me wrong. But it's a lot of fun. It's a lot better than I remembered it being. Now, my last honorable mention is going to upset you because I got a funny feeling it's a little higher on your list. My last honorable mention is Red Dead Redemption 2. Just Ooh. based solely on the fact I have not played nearly enough of it to have like a super strong opinion hey, on fine. it. Yeah, that's fine. It is great. And it definitely deserves to be in a best of 2018. Definitely in the top five, probably top three, even top two, maybe, depending on. I don't know what your list is like, but I got a couple doozies on mine in terms of what you might not expect. But this is one where I just have not, I haven't played enough of it. I can recognize it's, 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 it's amazing. Like, there's no way to get around it. People have called it boring, but I find it more immersive than boring. Like, what people can view as, like, a slow burn, I kind of view as something that's, like it gets more satisfying the deeper you get into it and the deeper you get into the story and the characters you know what i mean yeah 100 percent agree man it's and that's that's turned off a lot of people from it to be honest they're like oh i'm just gonna go back and play gta because you know it's more kind of instant gratification but yeah red dead's an old school video game and i i, I love it for that but hey man it's it's our own personal game of the year list so or not game of the year lists but yeah i guess that's what it is actually so well, the top one will be game of the year for us, I guess, if yeah, you want yeah. to consider it like that. Sure. All right, so I guess we'll jump into our actual top fives now, and I'll, I'll get us rolling here with my number five game, and uh, this is a game that you already mentioned. It's Far Cry 5. Um, I have Far Cry 5 on number five on my list. I think it's really good. Um, it kind of took the industry by storm back in, I want to say, March when it came out. And this is a game you actually gifted me, so thank you, sir. Thank you, thank you. Um, <laughs> no problem. It's the best-selling Far Cry ever, uh, statistically, which is awesome. Um and yeah, I like, did not know that. Yeah, wow. yeah, it's the best-selling one ever, which is really cool. So, um, yeah, they made a ton of money off that game. It, you know, really cool villain, uh, the whole cult thing. It's really kind of enticing, and it's almost like there's this sense of reality that's in it, that where it's like this kind of shit actually happens. Like maybe not to the degree of what happens in that game, but you know, there's there's a lot of kind of weird shit that's plausible and that actually happens in real life, and especially in like the deep south and the states and stuff like that. So. There's a lot of cool aspects of it when you're playing it when, not not to sidetrack really too much, but I, lo I watch a lot of professional wrestling, a lot of WWE, and um, to me the best storylines have always been when they blend reality with with kayfabe, which is kind of like the, like the storyline they make or whatever, when, it, when there's an aspect of reality to it. Um, and this is what this game does for me too, where it's like, yeah, it's clearly a video game and it's a lot of fun to play, but there's this hint of 
yeah, this shit actually kind of happens though. So I, I've had a lot of fun playing it. To be honest, I haven't beaten it yet, but I've put a lot of time just into doing the side missions. And there's a ton of content in this game that I want to keep getting into and diving back into. So I can see this game being one of those ones where I, I kind of keep going back to um, for months to come in 2019, just slowly finishing it off because I'm having a lot of fun with it. It's like it's a it's a AAA game franchise, 100%. but it's almost kind of like the sleeper triple a game this year. Like it almost, I feel like it kind of snuck under people's radars, but at the same time it did get a lot of attention, especially the controversies with, with like when the shows were initially coming out and the racism accusations and whatever, yeah, yeah, like yeah. That, that happens with every game. Resident Evil five had that stupid shit too. So I yeah. mean, but I, I feel like this was definitely the sleeper hit of this year in my head. Anyway, like I said, I might be wrong, but it's a game that I've, strongly considered getting back just based on the fact that i especially lately i've been thinking getting to thinking about the best games this year like i've been thinking about this game in particular like a lot because i'm a pretty i'm a decently sized far cry fan and this one was the best one since i'm gonna say like three or even blood dragon if you want to go that far too so i mean like far cry 4 was good don't get me wrong far cry prime was good don't get me wrong but like far cry 5 is definitely like the next biggest step above in terms of the franchise and i think the future looks good if they're going to keep not like the same kind of theme because you don't want to get something stale but like the same kind of quality because there's a lot you can do and there's a lot you can explore and there's a lot just there's a lot to dive into with the game and that's a sign of a good game if you ask me one that you can constantly go yeah yeah i mean it's a typical ubisoft game where you climb a tower you raid bases you do side missions i mean like the formula is there it's nothing absolutely you know industry shattering there's nothing groundbreaking here it's just done really really well and it's a lot of fun and there's nothing wrong with that at all and and for me this is the best far cry certainly since three um and i would even go far back and i'm a big far cry 2 fan we played a ton of far cry 2 super underrated i love super underrated but I, i would say this is the best one since two for me so yeah had a lot of fun with far cry 5 and i'm looking forward to i'm not sure if you saw the uh the reveal for the new far cry game coming out next year it takes place after the events of far cry 5 it's post-apocalyptic. I didn't see the trailer or whatever it was for it, but I did read about it after the fact. That more or less kind of convinced me to maybe I should buy back Far Cry 5 and go through it really fast. Yeah, totally, man. Because <laughs> it is yeah, fun to play. It's a ton though. of fun to play. And it won't take you a, a crazy amount of time if you kind of want to just want to blow through the main story. But there's a lot to sink your teeth into with this game. So, And you, you kind of brought this up earlier, too. And there's a lot of Game of the Year lists coming out now. Obviously, it's that time of year. But like Far Cry 5 isn't being, being mentioned, which I think is kind of... It's a bit of a shame, in my opinion, because it's really good. It, it's one of those games that came out in March, so like, there's been so many good games since then. God of War, Spider-Man, Red Dead, Call of Duty, Smash, like all that stuff, where it's like it, it's almost been forgotten in a way, and I think that's a crime, because this is one of the best games. Yeah, I don't know. It's 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 kind of sad that games like this get forgotten so quickly, because like you said, it only did come out in March, and it's already not mentioned on Game of the Year lists. Then again, you have games like God of War is a massive game. Red Dead's a massive game. Even to a certain extent, like a game like Black Ops 4 is kind of a massive game for the Call of Duty series anyway. And I guess Far Cry is known for being an open world game. So having another Ubisoft, because we had Assassin's Creed this year too. So I mean, it's not like this game's unique in its formula. Because like you say, it's a typical Ubisoft game. You get at least one a year that kind of has this general formula. So maybe people are sick of it. But I think people should go back and definitely look at this game and give it like a pretty fair shake. It won't be hard to get into it. I got into it like almost right away, but I think it definitely deserves to be played by like almost yeah, everybody. Yeah, totally, man. And you know, to be honest, Ubisoft doesn't really care because they made a ton of money off this game. 
millions of copies sold, right? Like this this is a very successful game for them. By no means was this a was this a crash when we're saying, oh, it didn't make any game of the year lists. Like they don't care. They made their they made their money off this game in spades, so they don't really care. Yeah. And actually, before I dive too much further into this and before you go into it, I want to preface this by saying I've only put games on this list that I've actually played. Yeah, me too. So that means, you know, I didn't play God of War. I didn't play Spider-Man. I didn't play Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Like, I've missed some big games here where a lot of people would have them near the top or at the top of their list. So this is just my personal games I've played. I'm obviously not going to put games on there that I haven't played. So this is our personal recommendations based on playtime. Yeah, and I feel kind of lucky in the sense that I have all three consoles, but at the same time, I have a very not predictable list but there are there are, there's one game in particular on here that i think everybody's gonna say this year will be a game of the year which kind of gets me to my point my number five game is spider-man on the ps4 it's definitely the best spider-man game we've gotten in a very long time i know spider-man 2 is kind of the one that people regard as like the holy grail of spider-man games and like deservedly so it is a fun game but the game, if you ask me, it's kind of aged. Not I, poorly is the wrong word to like to, to describe it, but it's definitely aged quite a bit. And I mean, it did come out over, about fifteen years ago now. Oh, totally, probably yeah, now that yeah. I think about it, this game is definitely like a really successful blend of open world and smooth combat, kind of like what the Arkham games end up becoming. Because Arkham Asylum is not totally open world; it's open like Asylum, I guess you could say. It is a big map, but as soon as Arkham City hit that kind of formula is established and this game it's kind of hard to say if it reaches or not it's pretty close if it doesn't already like surpass like it's it's stellar to play and the amount of stuff you can do in the open world is pretty great too and the one thing that i really loved going into it was it's an original story that doesn't depend on anything marvel so it's a standalone story but it really nails its story and you really care about all the different characters the villain's super interesting and Mr. Negative and everything. Like, it's cool. Like, it's just a cool game to go through. And there's more than him as the villain. But um, the one of the best things about this game that I've been reading in, like, a lot of reviews is that it controls beautifully. And it's so satisfying. Not even, not even just, like, swinging around, which is satisfying on its own, but, like, the actual combat itself is pretty satisfying. And the amount of combos you can rack up and just, like, the fluidity of the combat is comparable to arkham which i didn't think any game could get close to arkham because i've played the amazing spider-man games uh based on the movies with andrew garfield and they tried to do the arkham formula but they kind of failed but this was this is kind of the first game that i've played anyway and i'm sure there's other games that do it too but this is the first game i've played where it's got as smooth controls combat wise as arkham and the open world's comparable too because it's like I said before, it's just a really great open world. There's a ton you can do and a ton to explore. Like you get lost very easily in the good sense. Like you get off track from the story and you do the side missions, you do the landmarks, you find the backpacks. Like there's just so much you can do. It's definitely a strong competitor for the Arkham games, like I mentioned before. And I think if they can kind of keep this ball rolling, this could turn into like the next Arkham series if they can just keep nailing this. Like Asylum went and nailed it with City, this has the potential to do that if they can make the sequel proper. Totally, yeah. Spider-Man's a game I wish I could play. It looks really cool. I guess I'll get into my number four here, and um, this one might be higher up on some people's list, but I have Super Smash Bros. Ultimate on this uh, for the Nintendo Switch. I I only just got this game, but I can already tell it's going to be probably the most played game I'm ever going to play on my Switch. It's so much fun. It's got so much replayability. It's got a crazy roster of fighters that's just just so awesome and they got a good dlc plan looks looks like going for it too so hopefully we'll get some other some more cool characters 
extremely fun. The soundtrack, there's like a, a thousand songs on this thing. It's crazy. To me, it's like a must-own game for the Switch, you know? It's, it's one of those games where, almost like Mario Kart or, or something like that, where it's if you're buying a Switch, you need Smash Bros. Like, it's, it's just a must-own game for that console. It's obviously going to sell extremely well for Nintendo. It's going to do extremely well. It's a Hallmark game. And to me, it's probably the best-feeling Smash Bros. since Super Smash Bros. Melee on, on the GameCube. I've, I've played uh, Smash Bros. Brawl and Smash Bros. for the Wii U. Both pretty fun in their own right, but for me, nothing ever topped Super Smash Bros. Melee for the GameCube. That was just such a good game, and I still go back and play it. But this game, it almost takes over that for me, so this actually might be my favorite Smash Bros. game of all time. It's definitely my favorite, because, I mean, I've the only one I owned before getting Ultimate was the original the N64, and I played that to death, pretty much. And I, whether it was playing Melee, your house, or at my cousin's house, like, I never owned any of the other ones, but I still did play a fair chunk of the other ones. The only ones I didn't really play, actually, the only one I didn't really play that much, because I ended up buying Smash Bros. for 3DS and Wii U for both of those consoles. Uh, I never really played Brawl too much, so I don't really know how to compare it to that one, whereas people call that one the worst one. From my recollection, it was pretty great, but I mean... Oh, it wasn't bad. Like, because this is this is on my list, too, this game. It's a little higher up. But I totally agree with everything you said. And the thing I like about it, it's essentially like a compilation of all the other Smash Bros. games. Because if... I might be wrong on this. What I could, Just what I can see playing it, it's got every... Obviously, it's like the big thing they're advertising is every single fighter that's been in Smash Bros. Plus new ones. And from what I'm gathering, it looks like every single stage, too. So it's almost like once you buy this one then you don't really necessarily need to go back and play the other ones because all the other maps are HD now. Some of them even got graphical improvements. Like I noticed uh, Hyrule Castle or whatever on the N64, the version on Smash Bros. Ultimate got a graphics upgrade. So, I mean, these are like the essential versions of everything in the past. Yeah, 100%. This is the this is the greatest hits, the greatest of. Um, yeah. Really, really good. To me, this is nothing short of a 10 out of 10 game, which speaks to volumes as to like the other three games I have on this list that are going ahead of it right now. Yeah, it, it's pretty crazy. And to me, it's pretty crazy to, to think that the Switch has such a good exclusive lineup now. Like, you have Breath of the Wild, which is just like an, an awesome game, one of the best ever, games ever made, in my opinion. You have Super... Uh, not Super Smash Bros. Well, yeah, I guess, I guess you have Super Smash Bros. Ultimate now, which is kind of the greatest Smash Bros. of all time. And then you also have Super Mario Odyssey, which is one of the best 3D Mario games of all time. So you look at the Switch now, and it's got this really cool exclusive lineup. And, and to me, it's just, it's almost becoming a better... It almost has a better exclusive lineup than the Xbox One at this point, And it's only been out for like two years. It's crazy. I fully agree with that. And it's funny, thinking back... Going back to Smash Bros. just for a second here, before I go on to my number four. Is it just me, or... Do you remember when Brawl was coming out? Because that's kind of the one when I... I don't know about you, but like when I started paying more attention to like gaming news and all that. Because when Melee came out, I just I never owned a GameCube. I never really paid attention to it, whatever. But when Brawl was coming out, there was all this buzz. There's a crazy amount of like speculation. There's a crazy amount of just videos online about this and that, predictions, blah, blah, blah. In general, there's a lot of buzz around Brawl. For the Wii U one, do you did you ever remember people getting really crazy about it? I remember some kind of buzz about it then again i don't i didn't follow nintendo too closely back then till i got my switch a couple last year a couple years ago i can't remember when i got it but like was there a lot of buzz surrounding the previous smash game because this one's been getting a lot of buzz on the internet in terms of news articles and videos and all that yeah i mean it definitely got a lot of buzz man like the one for the wii u was really really good um the issue was the wii u didn't sell well so like there was such a small install base for that game it was only 
you know, 12, 13 million consoles where the Switch already has 20-something. So, like, the issue wasn't the game. Like, the, the the game for the Wii U, it's essentially Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, but, like, just toned down a little bit and not as complete. Like, it's the same thing, really. So, like, yeah, t- there was a lot of hype for it. It's just that the thing was there, the install base wasn't there, that's all. It's too bad, too, because I'm sure, like, I, again, I owned it. I don't remember playing that much of it at at the most maybe six hours i think i played the wii u one and same with the 3ds which is essentially a toned down version of it with most of the same features granted but yeah i don't know i'll talk more about smash when i get to it on my list but yeah, my sure. number four ironically enough is black ops 4 nice definitely the biggest significant upgrade in call of duty for in recent memory anyway at least the previous few call of duty games um and a big part of that is that it introduced not only like the best game mode Call of Duty's had in a long time with Blackout, but it's also introduced like the gaming world to like the capital T H E the battle royale game to play on the market right now. Because you have PUBG, you have Fortnite, you have all the indie ones, whatever. Call of Duty is known for smooth gunplay and gameplay that feels smooth in general. And to incorporate that into a battle royale and incorporate it really well kind of shows that Call of Duty knows its strengths and i really like that about this game um it's nice to see as well and this is a big thing with online shooters and i got i touched upon this a little bit with uh, battlefield 5 but this game gets constant updates and constant changes and tweaks which is kind of nice to see because some games they get released and then they just kind of get forgotten about in terms of updates and they get sparse updates maybe like a few significant ones a year but call of duty black ops 4 has gotten like what'd you say like five or six like 10 to 20 gig updates already and it's only been out for what like a month like a month and a half maybe something like that yeah yeah it's gotten a lot of major updates and it wasn't just bug fixes either obviously there was a lot of bug fixes and by the way this game runs really really well now like it's it's awesome um even since since we recorded episode two which is all about black ops 4 it's gotten a lot better yeah I, like i have no performance issues at all with this game and there's been a lot of yeah a lot of big major content updates and, and a lot of addi- additions that have made it worthwhile to play and there's another one coming out it's coming out this week for playstation 4 at the time of recording and it's coming out next week for pc and xbox one and it's it's a massive update so it's been nice that every time you jump onto black ops there's an update and it's like oh this is new now or this has changed it's it's pretty cool i really like that about it it just shows that they're paying attention maybe you can argue that they're not paying attention to what gamers want because you can't please everybody but they're paying attention to what major things need tweaking and what little things too the one thing that definitely out of the gate that caught my attention with black ops 4 is how deeply customizable this game is and kind of talking specifically about zombies this is definitely like the deepest most interesting zombies in a long time because world war like call world war 2 zombies was good and they kind of started introducing classes in a certain sense but this is the one that really nailed down all the different customization options Sure, you know what, It's it, it kind of plays to the strength of the game, where I'm a campaign guy. I go to the campaign first with any game, pretty much. A couple of games this year have been an exception, like Battlefield, but I mean, 99% of the time, I do the campaign first because I like campaigns. There's just no way around it. Like they're, I've always liked playing through them. At the worst, they're a good tutorial for the multiplayer. And it kind of shows, it, this game shows its strength in spades, to the fact that I've already kind of forgotten there's no campaign and I'm not really upset about it anymore. At first, it was kind of weird because Black Ops is my favorite COD series. So naturally, I'm going to be like, oh, shit, there's no campaign. What are they going to do? But I've already kind of forgotten about that and I don't really care anymore. So 
that kind of shows how strong this Call of Duty is this year. And it kind of shows how this one is definitely because there's the last few have been doubtful whether or not they're worth the purchase. But this one for sure is worth the purchase flat out. Yep, 100 percent. And I'll have more to say about this game. It's a little bit higher on my list, so I'll, I'll get into my thoughts on it later on. I guess I'm on my number three now, I guess. And this is going to get a lot of people questioning my logic <laughs> and my, my my thoughts here and if it should even be on this list. And you might not even agree. This is a this is a pretty big technicality here, but I'm sliding it in at number three. Halo: The Master Chief Collection. I almost put my I almost put this in. I'm not gonna sh- I'm not shitting with you. This was almost my number five. Yeah, I almost wanted to put it at number one, man. Okay, let, let's let's hold up. Let's dial it back. Okay, <laughs> Halo: The Master Chief Collection, number three for me. For me, this is the biggest surprise of the year, hands down. Um, and you, you're gonna say, Tony, why the hell is this game on this list? It came out in 2015 or whatever the hell it was, 2014. Actually, Tony, why the hell is this game on this list? It came out in 2015 or 2014. Thank you, Jimmy. Thank you. Well, Jimmy, <laughs> that, that's tough um, yeah, tough questions. Exactly, <laughs> getting grilled. Um, well, to be honest, man, this is a new game. It's it's been completely revitalized with a massive update that came out this year. It completely fixed ab- almost everything with this game in terms of bug fixes. The multiplayer works flawlessly. The campaign works flawlessly. And really, like, this game is living now. It has one of the most active online populations on any console. It has the best, most comprehensive single-player, multiplayer, any experience on any console. Right now, nothing tops Halo the Master Chief Collection. It's the most complete thing you can buy. And it's like 30 bucks now, so you can't even like you can't even argue purchasing this thing. And it's on Game Pass, so if you have Xbox Game Pass, you just have it. It's 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 legit, man. Master Chief Collection is legit. And I'm not sure if you've seen this, but like Halo 3 Esports. I'm not sure if you follow any of this at all, but I, I, I always followed the Halo esports scene, and it's coming back, man. Like, people are making esports tournaments. 343 is making esports e- e- tournaments for Halo 3 on the Master Chief Collection. Like, it's coming back because this game works now and everyone wants to play it. It's gaining a lot of good attention, a lot of hype. People are playing Halo again, which is, is something I love. This is our favorite game series. I know it's yours. It's definitely mine. Fuck yeah, man. And... It's, it's just great to see so many people loving and playing Halo again, even if it's just the old ones, because, you know, I don't I don't really care. It's it's the best. Like, Halo is the best. I'm always going to love it, and it, I love that I can play all of my favorite Halo games and Halo 4 in there as well, I guess, um, on one console, and it's all upgraded, all 60 frames per second. The only thing I want from it now is just, like, let's just add to it now. Let's just add features. Let's add Halo Reach to this thing, you know? Like, let's let's make this the most complete thing ever. It already is, in my opinion, but, like, let's just keep making it bigger and better and make it almost like a like a platform on a platform, you know what I mean? Like, you buy an Xbox, and on Xbox, there's the Master Chief Collection. It's just something that you jump to. Yeah, I totally agree. It's really telling, too. This kind of—I'm ref- kind of referring back to a previous game on my list, but you can really tell a company cares about their game when— over the past like three or four years, it's been frustrating trying to get matches online. The single player stuff seemed to work pretty well from what I remember. For the most part. Yeah, um, for the most part. But it's really telling that they've got the multiplayer finally fixed and that people are caring again. Whereas a game that's three or four a Call of Duty game that's three or four years old now, nobody cares about anymore. Do you know what I mean? There's there, there's yeah. exceptions to that. Like COD four. There's there, there's exceptions, but like when, like when was the last time you heard anybody playing Halo until like this year 
I like, yeah, people like, forgot nobody, about it. Man. I've, I've almost yeah. like a Halo Five. I to- I haven't I haven't played once this year. I don't think like I totally stopped playing Halo Five. But I've played a lot of Master Chief Collection this year, even bef- like, yeah, totally. before and especially after it was fixed. So it's just yeah. it's really nice to have it back. And I totally agree with the adding on to it because they they kind of cheated adding ODST on there because it's not really a Master Chief game. So I think yeah, I think I think they could cheat again and add Reach because the Chief totally. technically. On the last cutscene, isn't it? So, yeah, totally. Why man. not? I, 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 I say why not too, and it's cool because three four three is like acknowledge that people want reaching it, and like they never said that they're doing it, but they always they've they've said in blog posts and stuff about the game like we know you want it, so like I'm I'm really hopeful that this becomes a thing down the line. I think right now they're really focusing on just making sure that it's stable and that it's fun and that people are playing it, and they're gonna do content updates and, and tournaments to get more hype around it, and there's gonna be a big Halo reach drop, maybe even out of E three this year. I'm really hoping that happens because for me, Reach is the one game that really needs the the upgrade treatment the most. Runs at a choppy 30 frames a second at best, even on the Xbox One, like on the uh, back compat version. Yeah, like it, it's choppy, right? So, like to me, Halo Reach is the game that most needs the 60 frames per second. That needs the 1080p resolution bump. Like, I think that game would look sweet if it did that. So, I'm really hoping that happens, and I'm I'm just really happy happy Halo's back, man. I know Reach got like a very slight upgrade with the frame rate anyway and backwards compatible, but it was still it's still half the amount that anything on the Master Chief collection runs. So I totally agree. You you don't even have to touch the graphics; just touch the frame rate, and it'll look infinitely like because the motion blur yeah. thing. I don't think it totally works for Halo, and especially I don't know if you probably know more about this than I do, but technically speaking. Was it because there was so much packed into the game that they had to lower the frame rate, or was it a stylistic choice to do that? It was a performance thing. It was. It's an old. They're also game, so I don't blame. It is. Yeah, and and you got to remember, like Halo Four, like ran at a steady thirty, and it looked better than Reach, um, and that came out after Reach. But they also had a new engine for Halo Four, so Reach was running on an old engine. So it was kind of like making the best with what they had, and one of the ways to do that was okay, well put this motion blur thing in there and do all these kind of design tricks to make it so yeah it runs it plays but you know not not exactly the prettiest so i'm really hoping that i'm really hoping that happens and uh yeah that's my number three man fucking love halo i was so close to putting that on that's not uh, that's so funny i was so close to putting it on um <laughs> so my, my number three i won't touch too much on it because we already talked about it uh smash bros ultimate so cool i'll just read the notes i wrote down because it's pretty much the same thing you said but uh, this is definitely a great release at the end of the year. There's always that one game that comes out November, December that I, I don't want to say blows away everything else, but it really stands almost above everything else in the year. And it's almost kind of like we waited all year for this and it's really satisfying to have it. There's a great feeling to the gameplay. This is the big thing I wanted to touch on. There's a great feeling to the gameplay. It's still my favorite fighting series, even though it is super casual, because I know a lot of people point to you know, Mortal Kombat, Tekken, but this one still feels the best to me, because I'm not a big hardcore fighting game guy. Like I like Mortal Kombat, I guess the self-titled one when it came out, or Mortal Kombat 10 or whatever on the 360 Xbox One, I can't remember, but yeah, yeah. nothing tops this in turn, because... Sometimes a fighting game doesn't need to be super complicated or super hardcore to be really fun and just excellent, excellently designed. And this is a, an exact example of that because it is a really well-designed game. It's really fluid, and it's really easy to just pick up and play because there's some fighting games that have a pretty steep learning curve. And if you don't want that, 
then Smash Bros. is really the best place you can go. The adventure mode and the campaign, I think it's called World of Light, Spirits of Light, whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah, it, It's yeah. kind of cool the way you kind of go through a board, almost like, like like an overworld in Mario World, for example, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And you unlock different fighters, and you get spirits. I still don't totally understand the spirits mechanic of the game. I kind of do. I kind of don't. Maybe I'm just... Maybe it's really simple and I'm just stupid or whatever, but it's a while to understand it to be honest. It's it's actually not overly complicated. It's it's like you have your base fighter and then you pick spirits to kinda give your fighter attribute boost. So whether it's increased speed or you know, you start the match with the sword or or something like that. Oh um, okay. I thought like yeah, that I thought like that's... that spirit appeared so like every time I start a match I go Okay, where the hell is the piranha plant? Like, how, how do I, no, how do I no, summon them? But, no, okay, that's good. No, to know. definitely okay. nothing like that. So it's it's just like stat boosts, and the reason they do that is because to make the game more dynamic and more and more different encounters really is that they gave all the fighters like different different spirit combinations, right? So when you're running across the board, you might run across a Kirby that's giant and has these two traits on it. So the best way to counter that is to put your link with these two traits on it to to beat that Kirby. Like, it, it makes it so there's more, a little bit more strategy in what you're doing rather than just Link versus Kirby. Okay. Okay, that yeah. makes a lot more sense now. Okay, cool. <laughs> now, and now what it really comes down to, ultimately, it comes down to the base, the basic shit of the game. The The spirits are more just like, uh, they're they're secondary, right? So Yeah. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Okay, I like it a lot better now. <laughs> yeah, it, it's really easy, so you'll get used to it. Now that we're getting into number two and number one, I, I bet you any money... You're never going to guess my number two and number one because I don't think mm. I've talked about these with you at all. One specifically, I think I did, but there's definitely one here you probably wouldn't even think of this year. So what's your number mm. two? Interesting. Okay, well, mine are two very big games that we've talked about at length, both of them. So number two for me is Black Ops 4. I'm not going to touch too much on this for me um, because we already dived into it with you a good amount. But for me, this is the second biggest surprise of the year behind master chief collection this is a game i wasn't even looking forward to i didn't care about it when they announced it i did not i gave zero shits did not care at all and it's become my most played game of the year by far and i've only played it for like two months it's crazy it's you know blackout's infinitely replayable i love playing it um it's the best battle royale in my opinion the multiplayer is really good i think the maps need a lot of work the map selection isn't great the best maps are the old maps that they brought back for sure for to, sure th- you know like they need to make better maps for this game actually the act man just published a video um, about black ops 4 about why it's so awesome and so bad really good go watch it the, the thing like he has a lot of the same thoughts we do man where it's a really fun game but the maps are just the only good ones are the old ones and the reason why this game is so good is because the gunplay is so good you know so um and also zombies is a ton of fun i haven't played too much of it to be honest but i i loved every time i've played it and i want to keep going and, and diving into it for me, this is a game that just has so much value packed into it, you know, and like, and that's something for me that hasn't been the case for Call of Duty for a very long time, where it's, you know, these are full priced in Canada, $80 games plus tax, you know, like, it's expensive to buy these things, and this game is already, it's already paid off for me, you know, like, it's it just has so much value packed into it, I can't see myself stopping Black Ops for a very long time. It's kind of nice, too that you get a lot of bang for your buck, and it's, it's cool, too, because I know with me being, like, for a long, long time, the only real like resident Call of Duty fan and like buying every game and being simultaneously satisfied yet kind of disappointed every year. This is the first one where I bought it and like pretty much 
over 95%, I'm satisfied with it. Yeah. That's pretty rare considering there's a lot of Call of Duty games. Even the first Black Ops, when I first got it, I think the first few multiplayer matches were kind of like, eh, the campaign like outshined everything. And then the more you play the multiplayer, the more I loved it. And there's a good big reason why it's my favorite Call of Duty. But this one definitely almost kind of almost as much as not not to the same extent of Far Cry 5. But this was kind of like the sleeper hit of the year in a way like, yeah, Call of Duty games. They're never like terribly reviewed. Even even Infinite Warfare on IGN got over an eight or an 8.5 or something like that. Like, it's still got a good review. But this one, definitely, I feel the love in the community for this game. And it's kind of weird to say that because I don't really pay too much attention to the Call of Duty community. But, like, this game gets a lot of love from, at least from what I've seen online, from Call of Duty fans, which is really nice to see because this game took a risk with the lack of campaign. And having a, a kind of like a buzz game mode right now with, blackout and the whole battle royale like every game is a battle royale battlefield 5's battle royale comes out in march or something like that yeah it's like every game has one but this one really nailed it and it's really nice to see that i really look forward to kind of like what you were saying you're going to play it for a long time i could definitely if the next call of duty isn't as good as this one it's weird for me to say i'll probably still buy it knowing me but if it's not as good i might skip over it entirely just because this one kind of set a new standard for modern call of duty games 100 percent. and uh touching on next year a little bit with call of duty i mean so sledgehammer developed world war ii which was two years ago or last year treyarch developed this year which was black ops 4 so infinity awards actually up next and their last call of duty game was infinite warfare so it'll be interesting to see where they go with it do they stay in the future realm do they kind of tone it back to just modern how do they distinguish it? Is there a battle royale mode in there? I'm actually, this game has almost revitalized my my interest in Call of Duty entirely after it's been pretty well dead for a very long time. So yeah, I mean that's all I have to say about it. Go buy it. It's a lot of fun. It's it's a Call of Duty game that's worth your money, which isn't always the case. So <laughs> here we go. I'm kind of nervous to read these two because they are here we go. They are super okay. A they're really uncare. Okay, well, maybe not number one, but number two specifically is super uncharacteristic of me to put it in a best of list. And B, I didn't even think that this kind of it's not like a trip. It's technically a triple A game if you want to call it that, but it's not a main game in a series. It's not really triple A. My number. Oh t- no. <laughs> My number two is Captain Toad Treasure Tracker on the Nintendo Switch. Oh, come on! I had the Wii U version when it first came out. And is it, I know, it, it's weird thinking about it, that it's this high up, but... <laughs> oh, that's a great game, man. I, I don't doubt you. I, I love Captain Toad. I played a bit of it on the Wii U, too, I but I think it's funny how it's your number two. That's all. <laughs> I've been playing it so much, and it's miles... Because I played... I, I think I did beat it on the Wii U, but anyway, it's miles above the Wii U version. Not necessarily graphically. It's pretty much the same, but controlling it on the switch and this kind of goes from what i'm talking about when it comes to switch ports like diablo 3 uh even though it didn't come out this year like the skyrim port controlling this game on the switch feels incredibly natural and with the wii u you're kind of stuck you like with the wii u in general a lot of the games had like the dual screen thing going on and captain toad's no different so like you have it on the tv but it's also in your hand but like with the switch it works really well, either docked or handheld, and it just feels really natural controlling it both ways. It's a great puzzle game. It's an awesome puzzle game, and it's yeah. got that a lot of Switch games 
that are out currently super mario odyssey breath of the wild mario kart i guess you could say splatoon to a certain extent there's like a signature nintendo feel that only they can nail and only they can really nail this tone with this character because any other kind of game company like game companies can try and do a game like this with this kind of feel but only really nintendo in my eyes kind of has this formula down but it's not like a formulaic formula like it can be changed up enough to make it unique and I, this is more of a personal preference, but Captain Toad, excuse my language, Captain Toad is so fucking cute, and he's my favorite version of Toad. Like, this is, yeah. ever since um, Super Mario 3D World on the Wii U, which had, like, a side mode, and you kind of get these side missions once in a while called The Adventures of Captain Toad, they really built upon it, and making it a standalone game, they really did a good job. One thing I do love about this game, too, is the soundtrack is super catchy and memorable, especially especially that main theme that thing got stuck in my head the second i played it on the wii u and when i got it on the switch it got stuck in my head all over again but the one thing i think i love about it the most because nintendo has a lot of triple a games but this is a nice change of pace and to have such a great spin-off puzzle game as opposed to like the norm of like the normal juggernauts that nintendo like a smash bros or a zelda that they're kind of expected to make great this game really kind of snuck up on me and I don't know if you consider it cheating because it's a Switch port and it came out this year, but I mean, this game kind of snuck up on me and it's become like the one game that I constantly want to come back to when it comes to going on the Switch. And the fact that I've played it so much, it, and it's it's just a puzzle game. There's, there's, there's Red Dead this year. There's Smash Bros. There's all these other games that have these long drawn out, not, to, not in a bad way, but these long drawn out stories, these open worlds. But the fact that a game like this can kind of sneak up on me and get me more interested than those games like i don't give a rat's ass about assassin's creed this year but i care immensely about captain toad i think that kind of speaks volumes to the kind of quality that nintendo can pump out's the wrong word because it seems like it's a negative thing but the kind of quality that nintendo can like put down in a puzzle game and the fact that it's number two on my list when normally a game like this wouldn't even be in my top 10 for a year I think that speaks volumes to how great this game really is. And as a surprise number two, I'm very happy it's here. Uh, That's that's awesome, man. That's a great pick. Captain Toad's a game I only played a little bit on the Wii U. I did own it, but I I traded it in with my Wii U. Uh, So you're making me want to pick it up. Sounds like a lot of fun. You should. It's it's awesome. Sure, sure. It's not the longest game, but... There's a lot of replayability. Yeah, and it's just it's just a really cool, great. like you said, like they they almost made like a character out of it, right? Where Captain Toad is like this version of Toad that everyone kind of knows. Yeah, re- really, really cool, man. I like that. That's a good pick. Iconic. I'm calling it iconic. Captain Toad, the character. Yeah, almost is like Detective Pikachu now. in a way, you know, where like that's a version of Pikachu where it's yep. There, yeah, that's, exactly. That's one way you can depict Pikachu. So, so I'm going into my number one, and this is going to be a lot of people's number ones. You already know what it is. It's Red Dead. Red Dead Redemption Two. You're talking about a game. This is a once-in-a-generation kind of game where it literally is once-in-a-generation because it was the only Rockstar game actually built for this generation. Um, GTA was just ported, right? So this is this game has immaculate attention to detail. I remember starting up this game, and a lot of people have the same experience, obviously, because you start at the same part. But you start the game, and you're in the, you're in the snow. And you're just walking through the snow with your horse, and you look at the snow behind you, and it's like real life, like how the snow kind of like falls behind you, and you make a trail, and you can like draw shit in the snow, like 
when your horse takes a shit in the snow, like it falls into the snow, like how shit would fall into the snow in real life. <laughs> I mean, like that's just one example of what I can think. Like, like this game is just so crazy to me. Like every every time I play it, I find something new that absolutely blows my mind. It has such amazing world building, storytelling, and visual fidelity. Like to me, without a doubt, this game is the best looking, best playing, best everything game on this generation that was built for this generation, hands down. The story from what I've played so far, it's really fun. I'm only on chapter three, and I've put a lot of time into this game, but I'm just slow, going through it very slowly, very methodically, enjoying myself, enjoying the time, doing everything I can as Arthur Morgan, who's just such a cool character. And let's talk about the online a little bit as well. I mean, the online just came out a few weeks ago on, on the Xbox, and... Uh, Man, it's been a lot of fun to play online, too. I've played a few times with uh, Kevin and Harley and Adrian now. I don't think we've been online yet, Jim. But, yeah, it's it's a, it's no, a ton of fun. It, it's a lot like Grand Theft Auto Online, where you can just kind of do shit with your friends. You can go hunting. You can fuck shit up. It's a lot of fun. Uh, the characters you can make are, are hilarious. It's, we played it a lot last night, actually, and I didn't want to turn it off. Like it, It's one of those games where I just, you get so immersed into it, you can lose yourself for hours and hours and hours for me this is quite possibly my second favorite rockstar game ever only behind grand theft auto vice city for me this is a 10 out of 10 game and and vice city the reason it's so high on the list for me there's a lot of a lot of nostalgia there for me and it's it's such a cool grand theft auto game and thinking speaking of vice city that game had such a unique atmosphere and and feel to it you know like you when you're playing vice city you're in the 80s like no doubt right when you're when you're playing Red Dead, like no doubt you're you're in you're in the you're in the Wild West. You're in the West. You're in, you're at the turn of the century. Shit's changing. Like they did such a good job of replicating something that I was never a part of, and yet I feel so at home in it. That's just special, man. Like very very special game to me. This is undoubtedly the number one. I'm gonna be playing it for a very long time. Even just going through the story, I can't even imagine how much longer I have to go in the story. But the online's gonna be a lot of fun too. So. For me, Red Dead Redemption is the undisputed game of the year. And there's just a lot of other really good games this year to cap off my list, you know? Like, you look at, you look at the list I have, and aside from the Master Chief Collection, which came out a few years ago, like, everything that I mentioned on this list could be on other people's lists. And there's ten other games I didn't mention that could be on this game, on this list. So, yeah, that, that's all I have to say about Red Dead, man. Fucking awesome. For sure. It's just funny, because I think it had, you're, you're having the same effect on me in terms of... You know, when you were talking about Far Cry 5, you are kind of making me want to go back and get it. Now the fact that you're talking about... Red Dead 2 kind of makes me want to put down, except for Captain Toad, everything else and Smash Bros. And just kind of go back into that because it is really, like you said, it's a once in a generation game. And I can't, I, I honestly can't think, despite my personal preference for number one, I can't think of another game that even came close to getting as deep as this game. Like this game, it's definitely in the best ways possible it's definitely an investment and it's a worthy investment too because like once you kind of start in my case it's a little different i get kind of schizophrenic when i play games i tend to jump all over the map but once i really grasp onto a game i get really into it but right away with this one it almost got me and i'm not saying it's not a detriment to the game this is more just a personal thing but this game almost kind of broke that in terms of as soon as i played it i normally i get like an hour into a game when i first get it and then i kind of go off or i switch i think i played this game for like three hours my first sitting and it was just like i just kept wanting to keep going and that speaks volumes to any game that makes you just want to keep going as opposed to stopping yeah, totally and man whatnot. you know what this, I mean? this is a game where you know and like i'm, I'm kind of like you right now where i'm kind of juggling three games like i mentioned so i'm playing red dead i'm playing black ops i'm playing uh smash bros to me, Red Dead kind of checks all the boxes in terms of a game I could play for a very long time and a game I can play in almost any mood. 
If I want to, you know, play a game by myself, it's the story mode is there for me. If I want to be online with friends, we can do cool shit there. Whereas, like, you know, like, Black Ops is just online. So if I want to play online, that that's what Black, Black Ops is for me. And, and Switch, like, Smash Bros. is there. In a way, for me, you can also play it single-player and multiplayer, but Smash is a very social experience, so it's a little different. But this this game checks all the boxes for me, man. It's a, just a really cool game, and, yeah, once once you sink your teeth into it, it it's hard to it's hard to, to stop. It, it's a lot of fun. And it's one of those games where you're doing a detriment to yourself if you don't play it in long sessions, you know? Especially the story mode. If, you, if you're playing the story mode in 45-minute sure. to an hour bursts, you're not getting the most out of it. This is a game where... If you have a few hours to game, you you start and you stop, and that's your three-hour session. Like that's that's how you play this game. You just fully become Arthur Morgan, and you get immersed into that world. For sure, I feel like in my head, a lot of people forgot this game even came out this year because it came out February. It's amazing. Hmm. It's it's almost hmm. it's almost like what undisputed in the quality of this. If, okay, if I I might as well just get into it, or else I'm going to give it away. My number one game of the year, it, and this was obvious as soon as I started to think of this list, to be honest. My number one game of the year, undisputed, King of the Ring, Royal Rumble winner, Shadow of the Colossus on the PS4. Oh, wow. This game came out February. and I thought it came out last year when I was kind of initially doing my research on this. And as soon as I saw it came out February, I was like, there's no way this is not my number one. This game is not really a remaster. It's more or less a remake. And I'll get into that in a bit. But this is such a beautiful game. And if any game ever deserved, other than Halo 3, if any game ever deserved a remake, a remaster, a reimagining, because this game already technically had one on the PS3, but it wasn't. It didn't do a whole lot for it compared to this one sure. anyway. This game definitely deserves a remake or a remaster so all the content in the game is the same but all the assets were remade so really this is not really a remaster but it's a remake with the same you know what you know i'm trying to say right yeah yeah they they kind of they they it's the same game it's the exact same game but the thing is they they changed the they didn't just like you know up res everything to 1080p or 4k or whatever they did they actually rebuilt all of the texture assets all of the all the graphical components all of the sound everything they redid now they redid it to mimic the old game but they did it in a way where it looks like it was made for the first time ever in 2018 yeah yeah and if you didn't know this and if you were a rookie in the gaming world and you didn't know this game came out oh my god 13 years ago i think the original came out 12 13 oh, yeah. years ago yeah something like that like you would think this is a brand new game. That's how well remade this game is. I guess. You oh, could it's, say. it's it's timeless, man. Yeah, this is this is one of those games where it's it's. I struggle with this too because like games are art, in my opinion. It's just an art form. It's a, it's a, it's a kind of media. In the same way, movies can be art and TV can be art, and art is art and music is art and all that stuff. Games are art too. This game to me, it's it's a masterpiece, right? It's timeless. It's something that it's a hallmark where it's just like this is. This is some. This is a game where it's like the potential of the of the games industry as an art form has has been realized in a, in a, in one case, right? Yeah, and kind of building on that point, this is always the first game that comes to mind for me whenever there's the video games or works of art argument comes up. This is always the first one where I say this kind of game with you know this beautiful story about sacrifice and you know how far you'll go and how far you'll give up to save someone. Mm-hmm. And your actions 
they seem right, but they might not necessarily from a certain point of view. The fact that the game kind of touches on such a deep emotional part of that kind of argument and the fact that, you know, this game is just such like this game kind of transcends gaming in a way, just the way it's presented the way that it works out, the way that you play it, it's really desolate. It's really lonely, which really plays to the strength of the game. There are other games. This game kind of more or less is a boss rush if you think about yeah, it. Yeah, but totally. It's the way it's presented and the way that you emotionally connect to everything you're doing and the way that the loneliness kind of plays on you as a player. Like as a kid, I didn't totally understand this and it wasn't until – I started playing the remaster on the PS3 when I really started to touch on these certain emotions and I really started to get it. And once I started to get it, this game kind of shot right up my favorite games list. It's right below Halo 3 at this point, to be honest. It's also kind of going back to the technical argument. This is also it's it's hard to disagree that this isn't the the like the definitive version of this game. There are a lot of people that could point to the Xbox 360 version of Halo 3 is the best. The Master Chief Collection, it didn't do anything. This and that. You could argue with any Halo game like that, but it's hard to disagree that this version is not the definitive version and it kind of cuz some games when they change and this this goes back to the Crash Insane trilogy that came out last year. I think it was last year anyway. It might have been two years yep. ago. No, it was last year. It was year. last year, yeah. And they changed the jump mechanics in that game. And a lot of old school fans kind of got into a hubbub about it. But this one, every single change they made and every little thing they remade about it really made it the only version of this game that – and I kind of speak strongly about it only because I love the PS2 version and I love the PS3 version. But after playing this, I don't I don't even want to go back to those, not even for nostalgia reasons. This is the only way this game should be played now because of all the time and care that went into it. The controls feel great. They're different than the original version. There's some different tweaks to it. But uh, mechanically, the game still holds up even though they didn't really change anything mechanically about the game per se. But I think the biggest reason – other than everything I've mentioned, that this is my favorite game this year and my game of the year for 2018 is because this is this game's more or less the reason I bought a PS4. So this game, I kind of had a notion in my head it was going to be good, but the fact that it's as great as it is and how beautiful it is, that's the one thing I, I keep trying to hit a point on with this whenever I think about it or talk about it with people is that you can say this game's awesome, you can say this game is really fun, but at the end of the day, this game is just beyond beautiful in tone, in actions, in sacrifice, in everything about this game is just simply beautiful. And it's sometimes hard to find words to describe it. Like you really have to play it. Like there's a point where you have to play it. Like you really have to play it to kind of get what I'm talking about. And you've played it a lot. Of, like this game is not like a hidden gem. A lot of people have played this game before. Yeah, and this yeah. is a pretty popular remaster from my understanding. But for people who haven't played this, try to play it because I really think that this game deserves the time of day and there's no way any other game could top my list this year and become my game of the year for 2018. Yeah, man, that's that's a really cool pick and it's it's a remaster, sure, but I mean, like, well, it's not even a remaster. It's more of like a remaking, like you said. So, yeah, Shadow of the Colossus is one of those games. It's it's one of the best games ever made by far and, and to see it redone so, so well. It's a game that almost made me want to buy a PS4 just to play it, so. It was pretty much that in Spider-Man because Spider-Man got announced a, like a while ago, but this is this is really the one that kind of pushed me to do it because I I, I bought, <laughs> I think funny enough, I bought the game 
and then I bought the console. And it was like really, it was like the same week, but it sure. was still like the reason why I got it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm really happy that this game got this kind of treatment because there are there are some games that came out that don't have a remaster or a remake that really ups the quality of it. I can't think of anything that comes to mind specifically, but like there are games. Can you think of a game that hasn't gotten a HD remaster or actually I just thought of one. So Conquer got the live and reloaded thing, yeah, yeah. but I really think Conquer should have gotten one that didn't the censorship's one thing. Cause it doesn't censor that much more, but it censors just enough. Yeah. I think, I think Conquer could have gotten it's, it's more smooth to play live and reloaded just because it's on an Xbox and all that. But I really think Conquer could have gotten a better remake or remaster, if you know what I mean. Yeah, it definitely deserves it. It's it's a game that yeah, I mean we can we can almost make an episode about all this, man. That's a great idea. But we will, <laughs> we will, we will. But yeah, Conquer's is one of those games where yeah, live and reloaded. It's a cool remaster of the game, but yeah, it's it changes it just enough where it's not really the same experience and you don't get the same out of it. So. That, that's a game that really deserves it. Um, and to me, a game like Banjo-Kazooie and Banjo-Tooie could also use a really cool remaster like that, you know? We will save that for an episode, though, because that is actually really interesting. The more I think about it, the more games yeah, that come exactly. to my head about it's... that need it, have it, or don't deserve it. Yeah, exactly. That's that's an onion, man. we got to peel back those layers. So, Jim, i got a question for you this week. Based on everything we just talked about about 2018 and how many great games there were and everything out of what's announced what are you look most looking forward to next year 2019 the big one that comes to mind i i know for sure i might be wrong by the time recording this but i'm pretty sure halo infinite's definitely not next year yeah it sounds like it's a 2020 or to me actually halo infinite sounds like it's a, a next xbox launch title which is either 2020 or 2021 so I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. But in terms of what's announced, two games immediately that pop in my head. Because for people who don't know, we don't, like, at least for, like, we, we, we prep the question, but not the answer. Yeah. So forgive me for if I'm a little scatterbrained. But the two that immediately come to mind are Crackdown 3 and Gears of War 5. Those are two that yeah. I don't think Gear, I don't think Gears of War has like a release date specifically but it is supposed to be this year. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty sure thing for Gears 5. It's been in development for development for 3 years now, so I I kind of consider Halo and Gears of War the two definitive Microsoft franchises. Yeah, they are for sure. And that's kind of an episode on its own which one's better. I could tell you right now, but I'd like to make some good points about it. But let's jump shift to the other side. The fact that Crackdown 2 was so long ago now and the fact that it wasn't as good as the first one which the first one is kind of it's it's best known for having the halo 3 beta on disc or as like your access to it or whatever but the game itself is phenomenal if you ask me anyway and the fact that we've been teased about a third one for a while now and the fact that it's coming out was february march something like that yeah the first half of next year anyway it's it's exciting. One other one that kind of comes to mind, it's another remaster, funny enough. I'm a big fan of the Onimusha games on the PlayStation, and they're this. for those who don't know what it is, they're kind of like the original Resident Evil games with the tank controls, but you're in, like, feudal Japan and, like, ancient Japan. There's demons and the samurai. It's really fun. It's kind of corny sometimes, but uh, there's a remaster coming out next month. Um, I was going to pre-order it. I changed my mind, but I might re-change my mind. I don't know. I haven't decided yet, but... I'm pretty excited for that. Those are the three that come to my head. And I know there's more, but those are the three that like immediately sure. pop 
pop in my yeah. head. Uh, what are you looking forward to then? I got I got three on my mind too. Well, really two, but I guess uh, I guess we'll do three. So the first one I'm really looking forward to is Kingdom Hearts three, which is done. The game's done. It's gold. I totally forgot about it's, that. Okay. It's done. It's actually done. <laughs> confirmed. You can pre-download it on your console. Like the game's actually finally fucking coming out after so long. Kingdom Hearts 2 came out in 2005. Wow. Oh my, like, they've had... Now, mind you, there's been a lot of Kingdom Hearts games in between that, right? Like, all the handheld yeah. games. Um, and some of those have been pretty good, but to be honest, like, Dream, man... Dream I, Drop Distance. Yeah, Dream Drop Distance, Birth by Sleep. There's been some good ones, and then there's... All, I, I just wish the Xbox had the HD remaster collections. Um, but I have them on the PS3, so I could play them there. But, man, like, Kingdom Hearts 2, one of my all-time favorite games, and I'm just so excited to jump back into Kingdom Hearts 3. It's it's one of those games where I'm, I'm probably going to buy it day one, and I don't do that for too many games anymore and play the shit out of it. So I'm really excited for that. And from what I've seen on all the trailers and gameplay footage, it looks like it's kind of a, a true rendition of Kingdom Hearts 2, but, you know, for, for modern consoles, it's been modernized, and I'm really excited for that. So Kingdom Hearts 3 is... Probably my most anticipated game next year, and it, come, it comes out in January, so kind of filling out the year. Another game I'm very excited for, and it was just announced at the Game Awards, is the Crash Team Racing Remaster. This one for me, like, I've always loved Crash Team Racing. That's always been my favorite kart racing game, aside from Mario Kart Double Dash. So on the first kind of generation of consoles that I owned, which was N64 and PS1, um, I always preferred Crash Team Racing to Mario Kart, which a lot of people didn't. This is absolutely one of my favorite kart racing games of all time, and I'm really excited to jump back into it. Just announced, super pumped. It's coming out on Xbox One. It's coming out on PS4. Super excited. And the last game I'm excited for, and you already mentioned this, is Gears 5. Gears 4 is so, so good, man. The more I think about that, the game, the more I want to go back and play it again and again and again. The campaign's a lot of fun. The game looks beautiful. It plays beautiful. The multiplayer's really solid. The horde mode's great. It's really, really good game. The Coalition did a great job with it, and it makes me very excited for Gears 5, because Gears 4 was their first game, and it was fucking stellar. So, Gears 5 is, it's going to be big, it's it's going to be awesome, and I'm really hoping that it turns out just as good, or even better than Gears 4. So, those are the three games I'm looking forward to the most, and obviously there's going to be a lot of unannounced games coming out, and there's a, there's probably some that we're missing too, but uh, those are the ones that stand out to me. You know what I just kind of popped in my head, actually? Aren't we getting a Star Wars game this year, too? Uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order or something like that? Or it's not, like, there's not, like, definitive release date, but apparently it's supposed to be this year, too. Yeah, I think you're right. I think I think you I really right. don't know what it is about, though. There's also Anthem, which is coming out. That's in, like, February or something like that, and that game looks really cool. That's one game I'm very I'm, cautious about. I'm curious. That's what I am. I'm, I'm optimistically, cautiously curious. I think it looks really cool. I think it's a great idea. It's EA. That's the only. Uh, I don't know. Like it could be. Yeah. It could be really cool. <laughs> I also see this being a Mass Effect and drama situation. So I'm really hoping it's not. But we'll see. You know what? Speaking of Mass Effect, not to go on too long about this because we want to wrap up here. But I really hope, and I'm very hopelessly hopeful. Let's say that we're gonna get. We're obviously not gonna get a game, but I really hope that there's some kind of announcement for something Mass Effect related this year because. The fact that Andromeda was the way it was, and they did fix it recently with uh, the Xbox One X, I think, or there's some kind of update, but just the fact that Andromeda came out the way it did and all the shit it got, deservedly so in some ways, but um, I really hope that they kind of show that they still care about Mass Effect or they kind of show that they want to make a new game. Whether or not it's possible is a whole different story because 
you know, game development such a long process and planning it's such a long process, but there's been some little teases on, uh, I don't know if it was Bioware's Twitter or some, one of their Twitters anyway, they kind of teased something Mass Effect-ish or Mass Effect related anyway. Do you remember seeing that? No, I don't. Um, the only thing I've seen out of Bioware recently is that they just announced a new Dragon Age at the Game Awards, but yeah, I mean, it's been quiet on the Andromeda front from what I've heard. But I really hope that there's some announcement for something Mass Effect related this year because I think that's definitely one of the strongest trilogies in gaming history in terms of storytelling in terms of gameplay in terms of choices and how they affect your game and everything um but you know you never know yeah maybe, maybe we get a re, you know a remastered trilogy or something like that would be okay too I- that would be pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, could do something like that. And to be honest, I, I do want to give Andromeda another shake. I did kind of. I I, I, do I did like it at first. Um, the more I played it, the more I'm like, oh, it's it's not really the same kind of thing I thought it would be. But to me, I think, yeah, especially since it's been fixed and all the bugs have been patched and all that, I think it's a game probably worth jumping into now. And I do own it, so I think it's something I, I might I might want to do. I'd have to rebuy it, but I think it's like oh, it's cheap. It's it's cheap. It's under twenty. Yeah, bucks it nowadays. might even be ten. Yeah. Man, the standard edition yeah. anyway. Yeah, because you have, you have the one X, so they would, would be all the. I don't know about because I have the OG. Xbox, oh, I, I don't so have I don't an X. Man. All the bugs I, have, I patched, have the S. So whatever. I have the is. middle one. The X is the top line. Fair enough. Yeah. Anyway, so that wraps up our best of twenty eighteen. I hope you enjoyed it. Feel free to submit questions to us on facebook uh that's probably the best way to do it anyway yep. uh where can the people find us tony yeah totally um so i'm proud to announce we're actually fully on itunes now as well as google play um <laughs> yeah so we're good um you can you can find us anywhere now so just search for the mythic pod or sorry not mythic pod. <laughs> oh that's <my> great <laughs> don't cut I'm not don't edit that, that out. out man wow. that's that's a that's a way back throwback for those who've been here for a while. Um, <laughs> so you can find the Team Doubles Games podcast anywhere you want. Um, iTunes, Google Play, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. We're there. Just search that up. As well as you can find us on Facebook, like you said. And you can follow me on Twitter if you want, at Gruntled Gamer. Um, I do a lot of gaming-related stuff there. And I'm thinking about doing some Twitch stuff, but I'm not too certain about what yet. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But that's where you can find us for now. Um yeah, thank you so much for listening to episode three and lots more to come in 2019, I'm sure. And maybe we'll even bang out another one in 2018. We'll see. But otherwise, expect to see us more in 2019.